So, uh, have you ever heard of serendipity? Good. What would you, how would you um, describe it? Define it. Oh, Wait, what's your name? Jennifer Wasp. Oh, Jennifer, we have Robin. I'm Pat. Pat. Because a little while later, God's going to say to him, 
Okay. In case you're worried, you can go down into the midnight camp and um, take your servant with you and listen in. And um, I will prove to you that you're reaching for this thing. And it's almost like he says, God says, if you need to go. Do you think Gideon's going to go at this point? By this point, yes. What should Gideon be saying at this point? I don't need any other help. I'm good. I know you're going to do what you said. Look at all the stuff you've done. But Gideon goes down with his friend. I hear that the guy wakes up and he's like, oh, I just had a horrible dream. His friend says, what was it? This barley cake rolled down the hill, hit our tents. They went all over the place. His friend's like, oh, no, that's Gideon. Really? Barley cake coming in, Gideon. And he's going he's gonna to kill us all. And so the two friends are scared. And Gideon and his buddy are outside the tent. They're like, what? They high five. Chest bump, whatever kids are doing these days. Better back in the day. And Gideon's like, okay, it's pretty good. Uh, I forgot to tell you the part. It's almost laughable to me. Gideon, then the lowest man in the lowest tribe, blows his trumpet, and thousands of people show up. Do you remember God's advice? And she went back. Finally, lost the men. Yes. You got too many. Send them home. Send them home. So, why Why is all that important to me? I don't know if you've ever stood in front of your students and told them to do something. Um, I'm a Bible teacher. One of the things I tell my students is, we need to trust God. God can take care of you. God cares for you. God loves you. God has a plan for you. But what about when what, what about when things get a little tough in my life? Then I just believe God, right? Because He's always come through for me. And I know that I can always trust Him. I can always believe Him. I can always count on Him. Right? You're all nodding appropriately. But the problem is I don't always do that. And there are actually times when as soon as things go a little bit south in my life, then I'm ready to give up. God, I need a sign. Can you prove that you're there for me? I don't know if I can trust you. How sad is that? And uh, so this was a good lesson to me. What if, in my life, I don't reach a point where I can trust God and believe Him? I'm going to take you to the end of uh, Gideon's rule. The Israelites said to Gideon, this is Judges 8, Rule over us, you, your son, your grandson, because you saved us out of the hand of Midian. Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Okay. I do have one request. You aren't married with this guy. Uh -huh. Oh, you don't. Still here laughing. Each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, we'll be glad to give them. They spread out a garment. Each man threw a ring from his plunder. The weight came to 1,700 shekels. Okay. I probably got a footnote down here, but that's not really the point. Not counting the ornaments, pendants, and purple garments worn by the kings of Midian, or the chains that were on their camels' necks. They put bling on their camels. That was awesome. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed in Orphah, Orphah, whatever, his town. All Israel prostituted themselves by worshiping it there. It became a snare to Gideon and his family. So, Gideon, it just seems to me like Gideon never did totally give himself to God. And because he never did, it ended up being a destructive force for his family and for all of Israel. And what I got from that is that I need to 
believe if, if what I'm telling my students is true, and I believe it's true, and I also need to believe it to be true in my life, it can't be just that I preach and I'm the holy man and you listen to me and I go out and do what I say. Needs to be that needs to be part of my lifestyle. So after doing all of that, that's a good thing for me to learn this week. Uh, I'd like to pray. That's the longest introduction in the history of um, sectionals. Lord, thank you for this day. Would you uh, walk with us through this day and uh, this sectional? Each thing we do today, I just pray that it would make for amazing day for each person in this group and, and everyone who's at the conference today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so here's what happened. When I started looking at reading over the uh, things that they wrote down, uh, and some of it was pretty much what you expect, uh, I learned that in an atom there are there are protons and neutrons and electrons orbit them. Awesome. Getting it. I learned that in math, we can uh, find angles for something. I don't do much math. Sorry, anybody using math. <laughs> um, I found out that the person I thought was my best friend is not really my friend. So maybe that's why. And you're sitting there with a blank look on your face. And wondering why you're not enthusiastic about what I think is really exciting. Maybe that's what's hanging out in your mind. I found out that my mom has cancer. So there was, it, it was a kind of a game changer for me. Because um, they are learning things, which is good. And they also have heavy things on there. So, here's what I want you to do. It's just a couple. I have a couple hundred of them right now. And uh, uh, I would like you to take one of these. I don't even have to get up and pass these around. And grab, give a pen on it. I want you to think about this last week. But you gave me my You need this color. I, need, I just gave her one because she read notes about your judges' aid. Oh, no, that's fine. Because we got lots. I got way more than I need for this. All right. This is chairperson participation. Amen. 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 Why don't you just think about something you learned this week? And I don't care where it came from. If you learned something at home, if you learned something at church, if you learned something anywhere, just uh, what did you learn? What's something you got from the... Uh, if you need to go two weeks back, you can. You need to reach back further. You got isn't that weird? It's like, when, when's the last time you actually so thought about it? Hey, we'll make it last week. <laughs> yeah, don't go back that far. <laughs> Too much water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
If you have sarcastic ones too, feel free. I 100% agree. 
getting worse and worse. I learned I procrastinate when I'm stressed. Also very true. If I want to teach children to have faith in Jesus, I need to have faith first. And, Larry can help me out with this one, I added, I learned something new in the Old Testament. That story we were talking about. We were talking about uh, Revelations. Yeah, Caleb. Well, no, well, we talk more about But then words. you're adding to Revelations, which I didn't see that in the New Testament. So it was interesting. I just learned something like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Where is that? Because you know when you're looking in the Bible, you're like, I know I read it, but I don't remember so, like, everything. So you help me remember some of those. Okay, so that was all for the one. All right, so now we are going to transition to... Praise. So I actually have pink post-its, pink or praise. But um, I want to start off by telling you a story about a podcast that I listened to a few weeks ago. So the podcast I was listening to was a pastor who was just one of the sermons from his Sunday morning church services. And he was talking about your mindset. So in his sermon, he starts off with statistics, and I'm not going to give you all the actual statistics that he gave because I don't actually remember them. But he was talking about your mindset. Is it, does it go naturally positive or naturally negative? And he started off with, okay, let's say, and there was an actual study with this. They had a group of people, and the group of the people, he told them, listen, we have this miracle drug. It is going to cure A, B, C, D. And we have a 70% chance that it will completely cure you. Now, there are some side effects, but 70% chance that it is going to cure you. And about 85% of the people were thrilled with it. They're like, yes, I 100% try this drug. There's a 70% chance it's going to cure this incurable disease. Then they took another group of people. And they're like, listen, we have this drug. It's amazing. It's going to cure ABCD. But there's a 30% chance that it's going to have these side effects. Like 20% of the people actually liked it. Everyone else, because you're viewing it from a negative perspective. So they look at it and they're like, hmm. But these are the side effects. So there's a 30% chance that all this is going to happen. So the perspective there is negative. It's not the 70% positive. 30%, ooh, all this bad stuff could happen. So then they went on with the study. And in the study, they took the same groups of people and gave them both the opposite perspective. And it's like, okay, let's look at it from the 70% perspective that this is a success. Not one person changed their view. They took the, neg the um, positive people that are like, yeah, I would absolutely take this drug that would help me. And they gave it from the negative perspective. Almost everyone switched their views tonight. So, it's more, we are more inclined to go from positive to negative than negative to positive. Because once you're given that negative perspective, it's really hard to start seeing things from a positive light again. So, with um, scripture, one of the things that we actually see a lot in the Psalms is praise and thankfulness. And it actually works out well with pink post-its because it's kind of like rose-colored glasses. How are you viewing your situation? How are you viewing different things in your life? Are you viewing it through a perspective of gratitude, a perspective of thankfulness, or are you viewing it from negativity? Now, obviously we're more inclined, especially with that study, to instantly go negative. If we're around people that are negative, it's so much easier to get to the negative perspective than it is to get to the positive side. But with Christ, obviously, he is our answer to all. He's able to give us that change. But to make that change, we need to take action. Kind of like, you don't just go, okay, I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be thankful, I'm going to look at things from a positive perspective, and it doesn't come easy. And that's that kind of so I'm going to read one of the psalms. Um, Larry actually pointed out to me this week that a lot of the psalms, they start out, thank you, Lord, and then they end, thank you, Lord. So when we pray, that's a really good structure to start with. You start off with the heart of gratitude. You're putting on your rose-colored glasses. I'm thankful for this. God, you didn't have to do this, but you did. Or 
you know, I'm in this position and you have me here for a reason and I'm just grateful. And we can be grateful for hard times too. My life hasn't really been the easiest to get through as I'm sure none of you have it easy, but we can look back on times, even the hard times that we've been through, and think, you're not for God. Look where I am now to where I was. Not to where I want to be. I mean, look at that growth. It's, it's much easier to have a heart of gratitude when we see what he's done, where he's gotten us, like the things that he's helped us overcome, and without him, it would have been impossible. And then moving forward, so I have that heart of gratitude looking from where I've come from. How much more likely am I going to have a heart of gratitude looking where I need to go? So I'm just going to read a Psalms, and then I'll pass out our rose colors to you guys. So Psalms 145, this is just, you know, one of many examples of uh, um, Psalms of Praise. It says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, the most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open their hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Now the Psalms 149. So I'm going to hand out the pink sticky notes and just write down things that you're grateful for. You're maybe somewhere where you've been, thankful that you've gotten this far. You can be grateful for hard times, for future times, for any sort of thankfulness or grace. And then are we going to share? Can you tell uh, Joe what we're doing? Uh, yes, we 
are, yes, we are writing praise for things.
with a bourbon. Getting <laughs> <laughs> this morning was not easy. <laughs> Let me tell you that. All right. Uh, thank you, Lord. Okay. Can I go back to that one? Sorry about that. There we go. Uh, thankful that my sister-in-law is finally seriously dating after my brother-in-law's death. That the COVID vaccine exists. And no more online learning. Thankful for simple joys in life and have a future not tied to this world. Ooh, I like that very nice hand. Sorry, I'm going to go to this. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for changing Please. August. Amazing. You know what? August I'm sorry. I'm fine. I'm fine. I really just hurry up. I keep going to get the shirt. Hey, you're playing from your creepers. Yes. Wow. Attitude. I'm trying. Changing leaves are amazing. Oh. Okay. The full moon astounds me. You know my heart and soul. You've surrounded me with encouraging friends. And thank you for peace. I like that. You know what? Those friends are real smart. Praise a student who needs Jesus seems tender to the spirit recently. That's awesome. Thankful to work in a Christian community. Daily sunrises on the way to work. And my children flourishing. That's awesome. Um, I'm thankful for wonderful Christians who God always puts in my life. And then, thank you God for being consistently good. I'm grateful for my husband, my new friends, my new students, my teaching position for pets, for God's creation, and for fresh beginnings. It's a lot. Unexpected full-time contract offer. Awesome. Housing last night. Hugs from old teacher friends and prayers of others. I am thankful for God's provision over the past year and that he moved all obstacles in my way. And then um, I am thankful that I can praise God at school. Praise God has blessed me beyond measure with my children and friends. He's been very close to me during the past months. Okay, so the last uh, is right is prayer, and I really liked the keynote speaker. You know, he went back to being in awe of God. Like, what are you in awe of God? Just was the question, and. I, he had, you know, these prisoners all around him, and I'm just envisioning, like, I would be so scared, but they just all prayed for him, and that's all he needed. And prayer, honestly, is like the most important thing. That's what saves us from this world. That, that's what helps us get to know God closer, prayer and the Word, and being in relationship with Him. So prayer is just so vital to our existence, especially with other believers. You know, we can say a prayer in our head, but there's nothing like, or two or more are gathered, there I am with you. And I love that. And I think, you know, God gives us different gifts. And, like, honestly, through prayer, we can just see so much of God's presence. So I'm just going to read a two-prayer uh, scriptures. And then you you can go around and give specific prayers, whatever you want. But we're going to spend time just together in prayer. I like that actually there's a small group, like that new. So we can actually get closer. Because if there was a larger group, I think it would make it harder to just pray with each other. Because we don't know each other. But man, when two or more are gathered, <laughs> they were guys. So I'm going to read um, two scriptures. One was last year's uh, scripture we had for the year. And honestly, when Hope and I started, well, a lot of people started last year, our school, but when Hope and I started, I really love this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. 
I really like that because working in a school in general is tough. Even with the enemy who is literally right there because we are talking to others about Christ. And I feel like definitely the spiritual part of that when we're teaching. Like he's just, there's always something happening. And we have to always be in prayer with each other. Because the enemy is just going to keep dividing and attacking us all at once. And for me, being at a Christian school, I taught prior to this, this is my 13th year teaching, but prior to this I taught in a public school for about 10, 11 years, and I saw the changes, and I was like, okay, like, I taught at a school district, like, as everything was changing just the past three years, I saw all the changes, I dealt with kids that were like, just different things, pronouns, and gender things, and things like that, and I said, okay, God, like, I know you brought me to this position. Like, I know you brought me to teaching. Where am I going to go? And I literally gave it up to him. And that night, I saw this opening at Crown Point Christian Schools. And man, that long, <laughs> that long uh, fill-in, all of your different resume. I mean, it took me a long time. And I almost gave up. And I'm like, oh, Lord, this is about you. This has nothing to do with me. And he brought me to this position. And then, oh, you have to bring your kids with. That was scary for me. They were in public schools, but I'm like, we were talking about homeschool, we were talking about all these different things happening because our kids are so young. Okay, God, I'm going to follow you even if it's hard work. And I just kept praying. And like, best decision ever to bring my kids to a school that can honor and praise God. I mean, it's, it's so awesome. And, but it was because I prayed, and God knew, and there's nothing like the power of prayer. And the last thing, the last scripture, and then we'll, I'll pass this out. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and peti petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6-7. I love that one because I get anxious a lot over all the day-to-day -day things we need to do, and I'm like, okay, God, let me just be in the now and the present. So... If you have prayer requests, what I'm going to do next is just pass this around. They can be specific. You might need a couple, and we're going to all pray just together um, when we're done. I think, I guess we can do this. You have your sticky notes. You'll give your sticky notes to the person to the left of you, and then that person to the left of you will give theirs and so on, so we can actually pray out loud. Is that okay with everybody? Okay, prayer requests. Yeah, these will be specific prayers. Um, it could be personal, school-related, if you need more than one. And then when you're done, you can give it to the person to the left of you. And if you're okay praying out loud, if you don't want to pray out loud, you just pray for that person specifically.
Do you want to close in prayer a bit? Okay, because we'll just go around like this. Wait. So, uh, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. So I'll start, and then we'll go around this way, and then she'll end. Okay. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day that um, we can gather together, Lord, in your name. Um, there's a lot to be thankful for, Lord. Thank you for reminding me of that. Because um, in the busyness of life and all the things we all have to do and where to be, and it can be exhausting, Lord. Um, just give us the strength that we need for today, each day, Lord. Maybe be in the present, that moment, Lord, that we're helping others, Lord. May we get help too from you, Father. Um, Father, we pray over these uh, amazing educators, Lord, too, for the school year, um, for those times that we think, you know the doubt and the worry, Lord, it sets in. Maybe go to your scripture, maybe go to others that you seek counsel, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that um, you are just there for us and you just give us a spirit of just knowing that we're, we're there for a reason. Whatever happens, Lord, it's it's your adventure and we're just along for the ride. So pray that we remember that, Lord. Um, I pray right now, Lord, for um, peace, for For Pat's uh, husband, Lord, I pray for her son, Luke, who doesn't believe there is a God. Lord, we, Father, um, I pray that you continue to use the people in Pat's life and her husband's, Lord, to continue to preach the good news, Lord, um, to just see all the evidence of who you are in Scripture, in the world, Lord. Maybe it might be a tough challenge for him to come to know who you are, Lord, but um, just something in his life so he knows that you are there for him and open the open arms, Lord. Pray this in your name.
Shorebird, we pray for a fellow colleague here in Longford who could not be with us this weekend, who mom has been just going back and forth with cancer, Lord, and um, she's tired, and she's ready to be with you. Her family's not, so I just pray that she will. Wrap your loving arms around them and support them, Lord, and just uh, be with them in this time. Tara, thank you so much that we were able to come to together today and talk about those are great people. I'm a child of God. I know that I am a mother. Um, I think that you're with Jenny as she's struggling somewhere. I will just remind her daily that you're in control and that she doesn't need to worry. And I know that's easier said than done, God. Just give her the strength to overcome that. I don't know what you Just continually hold her closer and closer to you. And be with her children as well, as they're all doing amazing, but just continue to pull them closer to you as they continue on whatever path you take them on. Jesus. Thank you guys for coming. It's a challenge. So glad you did. 